2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And
0: you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 11th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to take a break from player profiles. I'm going to continue to get those out and talk about uh, several pl- All the players on the Orlando Magic, really, over the next couple of weeks. But today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the city of Orlando and, and an update that we got last week from Alex Martins on the Orlando Magic's entertainment complex. With all the news going on uh, with the, with the franchise, obviously, did not get a chance to comment on it. So I'm going to take the opportunity here to play some clips from the press availability that Alex Martin's had, uh, updating us on the status of the entertainment complex. I'll explain a little bit more about the changes that are coming to to the plan uh, and when we might see Shovel into dirt and then eventually something springing from the ground. I know uh, the Magic are very excited about this. I think Orlando should be very excited about this project, uh, and we'll see exactly what comes of it then. Uh, but then I'm also going to talk a little bit about sports in Orlando, generally another... Um, disappointing week for Orlando for the major Orlando sports. Obviously, UCF is still the is still the attacking national champions and doing a fantastic job of defending and attacking as the national champions. Uh, but the professional teams have kind of followed a very similar, an oddly similar route this season. So I'm going to comment very briefly on that. But before we get that get to that, I want to remind everyone that the Locked On NBA Podcast Network is starting to supercharge back into regular season form. You can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network just by searching for "Locked On" and the team you're looking for. There's a Locked On podcast for every NBA team, including fantasy basketball. There's a Locked On podcast for most NFL teams, including two fantasy football podcasts. I know I will need those. There's a Locked On baseball podcast for Major League Baseball teams, and now there's even some Locked On college podcasts. I'll tell you a little bit more about which colleges you can find on the Locked On Podcast Network a little bit later on in the show. But let's start today with a quick look at the uh, entertainment complex that the Orlando Magic are developing across the street from the Amway Center. If if you're not from Orlando or you haven't been following this at all, let me briefly explain what the idea is here. Uh, When the Orlando Magic initially proposed the Amway Center, they proposed it with, in conjunction with, a sort of entertainment complex, a, a a place for shops, dining, clubs, office space, pretty much everything that you could you would want. It's it's similar to projects that are that are around a lot of other stadiums around the country. Whether it's whether it's uh, uh, Beale Street in Memphis, you, you go through Beale Street, a place with lots of bars and shops and and, and, and a tourist attraction on your way to the stadium. Or LA Live in Los Angeles, across the street from the Staples Center, there is a, a huge entertainment complex uh, with the Nokia Theater, which where a lot of award events are held. Uh, in addition to a lot of kind of uh, attractions for tourists and for visitors to the stadium, or even like Battery Park in Atlanta for the for the Atlanta Braves' new stadium, SunTrust State SunTrust Park. I, I've been to that park; it's very very cool. It's a very nice, good place I think to watch a game. There's a hotel there. It's not quite downtown. It's not downtown Atlanta at all. It's a little bit out of the way, so I don't know how successful it's going to be, but it's kind of the same idea that the Magic are going after, where you go to the stadium, you can go to a restaurant before the game, you can go to a bar after the game, you can really, there's a movie theater outside of SunTrust Park, actually, in in Atlanta, um, you could literally go to this place and be fully entertained for a whole day, and then indeed, when the Magic initially proposed the Amway Center, it had the conception that they would include Something like this. They would include some type of element where fans would not just come to Magic Games. They would come to Magic Games and stay downtown. And actually, that was one of the big selling points to the city and to the county at the end of the day. It's like, we're going to spend our tax, our, 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 our tourist tax dollars on this, especially from the county perspective. Let's really make this a tourist destination. Unfortunately, that part of the dream was not realized immediately. Um, The magic began. uh, the 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 funding for the Amway Center, along with the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts, and the uh, and the renovated Citrus Bowl, went through in 2007. Very shortly after that, the housing bubble popped. We entered the Great Recession, and the economy was not good. Obviously, Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center took a long time to get done. The Citrus Bowl renovations also at the back burner. The Magic were, of course, very motivated. They've been motivated. They were motivated. Really, sincerely, 2000s to build a new stadium. They were very motivated to, to, to spur that construction, and they got that construction done, and obviously the Amway Center opened in 2010. But they never really left this idea of building an entertainment complex. Again, some place that fans could could easily dump into, dump off into and find entertainment and, and, and create a real atmosphere outside the stadium. You, you kind of see that Church Street Plaza. Think of that expanded in multiple ways. Twofold, threefold, fourfold, fivefold. It's really going to be a gathering place for events in the city beautiful. And I think that's definitely something that, that the Magic want wanted. As things have developed, the Orlando Magic were the ones as they as they tried to get this project off the ground, the Orlando Magic became the ones that were going to make this investment. In fact, um the DeVos family is footing the bill for this. They are the ones developing this. It is a more than $200 million investment in the city of Orlando. I know there was a lot of concern with the DeVos family with which DeVos dying of the thought that the DeVos family might sell the magic or that the magic, you know, if they got sold might be in limbo of moving despite the long-term lease that they've signed with the Amway Center and I think that this investment that this idea that that, that that's already in motion. That's that's really continuing to go in motion now. Puts that to rest. They're they're invested in this city. They want to see this city grow, and and they see a big opportunity to probably make a little a mo- little bit of money off this growth. I mean, they are businessmen and women after all. And so there is so this is a completely magic driven development. This has nothing to do with the city. The city is not putting any money into this other than perhaps helping take helping with some of the the land with some of the land deals. Um, and obviously as, as Alex Martin's mentioned. The city likes it because now there's city-owned property that they sold to the Magic that now becomes taxable. Isn't that nice? This project is a very, very big one, and, and it's obviously taken some time to get going. You probably noticed that the Orlando Police Department headquarters have been torn down, along with the parking lot across the street from the Amway Center. It's kind of been a dirt lot for most of the season. Really, the only thing stopping construction right now is the Magic are waiting and helping the Orlando, Union, the Orlando Union Rescue Mission um, moved to new facilities uh, on, John, on John Young Parkway and Orange Blossom Trail, um, and so the Magic are helping with that and helping actually improve the amenities there. Although they won't be downtown, which I know was, was a sticking point with with them. But once that once they are vacated out of that building, once they once they once that's done, they will begin putting ground shovel to ground. And Alex Martin said that it's going to happen probably sometime in 2019, with an aim of being completely done with the whole project. They're not going to do it in phases. It's the whole project's going to happen at once in 2021. What's going to be in this project? It's, it's Again, it's it's a very interesting project, and I think the final plans are not finished, but there is a basic rendering of what they're going to do, and I'll, I'll provide a link to some of that on, Orlando, on orlandomagicdaily.com as well as on our Locked on Magic uh, feeds. Basically, it's going to be this. There's going to be some office space for Magic headquarters as well as other other offices, other uh, companies to enjoy. There's going to be a hotel, which looks like it's going to be a, a relatively high-end hotel, perhaps with convention space. And there's going to be some residential space as well, which that part Martin's admitted is not fully fleshed out, but it's going to be. He said a mix of you know, luxury apartments as well as more affordable apartments for people to live in. So it's going to be a little bit of mixed use there. But the heart of it is going to be the plaza across the street from the Amway Center, which will be sort of a gathering place where events can be held, where you could have watch parties for the Magic. You could do a lot of different things there. And an entertainment district, perhaps, you know, a casual bowling bowling alley like you see at Splitsville and at Disney Springs. Um, Or... You know, a you know, lots of clubs and bars and restaurants. This is the idea behind it, and this is something that the magic have really tried to pursue and, and tried to build upon, and something that this organization is really excited about.
2: Most of most of the change has come from market research, uh, being out in the marketplace, understanding um, what the demand is, you know, uh, for a development of this type, understanding what type of hotel. Um, is really in demand in downtown, understanding the type of office space uh, that is in demand in downtown. This is gonna be a Class A development. It's gonna be Class A office space, it's gonna be a four plus star hotel, um, and the residential will be uh, amongst the the top uh, rated residential in all of downtown. Um, Because we are focusing on the technology and the amenities that are gonna be delivered to all of the users, both in the residential, as well, as, uh, video office,
0: video as well. Uh, That's Magic CEO Alex Martins commenting on the upcoming and, and still under development Orlando Magic Entertainment Complex across the street from the Amway Center. Uh, important to note here that while there are some renderings out there and the renderings look fantastic and, and some of the ideas that were incorporated in previous versions are still part of it. There are a lot of changes and there's a lot still up in the air. Uh, Martins emphasized, and, and I should emphasize, make sure I emphasize this too, They have not finalized plans. They're still looking for partners for especially the residential element uh, and I'm sure also for the hotel element. Um, They're still drawing up plans. They're still coming up with final designs. They haven't done an economic impact study. Um, uh, They haven't uh, uh, filed for any permits or anything. They're still very, very early on in the process. And so while it appears that that the Magic will be able to put shovel into dirt in 2019, there's still a lot of work to do to get to that point and get to where this becomes a reality. And then, of course, it'll be a couple years before that happens. But the impact of this is pretty clear, I think. Um, the, uh, I asked Alex Martins directly about this. Does, would this be something that's attractive to, say, bring back the All-Star game? It should not be lost to anyone that, yes, the Orlando All-Star logo from 2012 is plastered on the buildings in the, in the renderings. And, and Martin said, this is a project the NBA is very interested in. It's something that they see as a benefit to bringing the All-Star Game back to Orlando. Something that the NBA says they want to do, and Orlando was, it was uh, has applied for the All-Star Game several times over the course of several years now. Um, certainly, I don't think the Magic should uh, host the All-Star Game until I-4 Ultimate is done and all the construction is done, but... This would provide another central meeting place, someplace that's maybe not down by I Drive, which, yes, that's where a lot of hotels are, but um, it, it definitely made it more difficult to shuttle back and forth between International Drive, where the convention center is, where Jam Session is, and then back downtown. So maybe you could host more events downtown, which I think is ultimately good for Orlando and Orange County as much as I love the International Drive area. Um, and it, it is convenient, I guess, for people who are out of t- from out of town. Um, but... Ultimately, this is a very good thing. This is going to make Orlando a much more attractive uh, venue. Uh, Martin said, you know, this is really part of the, uh, again, the original vision of the entertainment, of the of the event center package. It was to have the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center on one end, the Citrus Bowl on the other, and almost nonstop entertainment, nonstop um non-stop things to do between. And, and now you got Orlando City Stadium in the middle, and of course the Amway Center, as Martin said, has the heartbeat of it all. And I think that this project takes advantage of this burgeoning sports district that's now grown in Orlando, o- over in that area on Church Street. Um, it'll be interesting to see, of course, how this all plays out, how it all, how it all eventually comes together. It's still in its early, early stages. Uh, you can tell I'm really excited about this project. I'm really interested to see
2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com/slash locked on. That's homechef.com/slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Before we get into the rest of the show, I do want to remind everyone, of course, that they can check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. In fact. I know I'm kicking myself after the first week of fantasy football. I'm sure you are too, because I left Deshaun Jackson on my bench. And yes, I did the math. If I had played Deshaun Jackson, he I would have won my game. I would be 1-0 right now. I'd be super happy. Instead, I'm depressed, especially because Deshaun Jackson is probably questionable now. He was questionable last week. He played. He played well. And now I'm very, very sad and depressed. And, and hopefully I can pick myself back up in week two. But the way I'm going to prepare for week two of my fantasy football season is to check out the fantasy football podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. And Locked On Fantasy Football is now Locked On Fantasy Football Experts. They have amazing guests every day to help you prepare for your week of games. Check out Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 and Locked On Fantasy Football Experts for your fantasy football fix. Orlando sports over the past year, uh, at least for the professional teams, save for the Orlando Solar Bears. Go Solar Bears. Um, Orlando sports uh, over the last year has been frustrating to watch, would be the best way to put it. It started with the Orlando Magic who got off to an 8-4 and four start where the darlings of the league looked like a team that was ready to break through and ready to burst forward with uh, out of this malaise that they've been in, and if not, at least be more entertaining and more competitive to where we're seeing competitive games in March. Instead, the Magic collapsed after that eight and four start. They lost, I think, eight games in a row. Um, they they would lose. They would lose, I think, 15 of their next 17 games, and the season was pretty much over by the time the calendar year turned to 2018. They played the rest of the season, of course, but. It really didn't have much meaning, and of course, we still sense that there there was a lot of change on the way. By the time March came around, we assumed Orlando City would be our salvation. I remember sitting here on the podcast talking with our pal Austin David about Orlando City and saying, this is a team that should make the playoffs. This is a team that it feels like it is playoffs or bust. And indeed, after a slowish start and overcoming injuries of their own, Orlando City won six games in a row. They were among the top teams in the Eastern Conference, and they looked like the real deal. They looked like a team that was going to have staying power and compete for the playoffs. Of course, they lost to Atlanta United in May uh, under somewhat controversial um, circumstances. And they've won, I think, two games since, Orlando City is now the worst team in the Eastern Conference and the worst team, in, and I think the worst team in MLS. That I think that, that part may be wrong. But the playoffs are long forgotten and Orlando City seems like they're playing out the string after firing coach Jason Kreiss and just trying to find their way to the end of the season, trying to figure out what do you do next after another failed attempt to make the playoffs. But that's Okay. Because the Orlando Pride are going to be our salvation. The Orlando Pride made the playoffs in the NWSL last year. They have two of the best players in the entire world. And Marta and, and Alex Morgan. They have a solid group of veteran players. Just a really gritty team that seems like they can put it together and deliver Orlando the championship that this city deserves. Or at least the playoff appearance that this city craves. And indeed, in May... The Orlando Pride were sitting in second place. They were one of the best teams in the Eastern, in, in the whole league. It's an eight-team league. Four teams make the playoffs. They were one of the best teams in the entire league. And of course, coming to a big home weekend, they were begging people to show up. Not begging, but disappointed that not more people were noticing. And, and, and there's a whole other argument to be had about that. So I think Orlando City does not advertise the Pride enough, but... They deserved our attention, especially heading into a weekend where they were playing the first place North Carolina courage. That weekend did not go according to plan. Because, of course, they got they overlooked the Houston Dash, who beat them two to one on one incredible goal. And then lost to North Carolina. From there, the pride began to slip and fall, ultimately ending with a 3-1, lo- a 3-1 loss, I believe, to the Chicago Red Stars, eliminating them from the playoffs in the penultimate game of the season. And then last Saturday, in one of the more embarrassing losses, no offense to, to the team that won, they deserved it, one of the more embarrassing losses you can have, losing to a winless New Jersey Sky Blue team on the final game of the season. The Orlando Pride also fell short of the playoffs, leaving only the Orlando Solar Bears as the only professional team in Orlando, a major professional team I would say, in Orlando, to have made the playoffs, making the Kelly Cup playoffs last year and winning a round, actually. This has been the story of Orlando sports, at least Orlando professional sports, I should say, over the past year. There's been a lot of excitement, a lot of talent, and plenty of hope. And yet, each one of these teams fell to the same victim. Whether it was injuries, and all three teams had their injury issues, which is not an excuse. They were unable to stem the tide and unable to make good on the fast starts that they've created. And it has left a passionate fan base disappointed and frustrated themselves. Magic fans, Orlando City fans, and Orlando Pride fans all express their fandom in different ways. But, but, in the fans that I've talked to both uh, for all three franchises, there is that feeling of frustration, that feeling of we have invested so much, we are so passionate about these teams, and yet they cannot seem to put all the pieces together. This is, of course, part of the story of sports. You can't get around it. You can't stop it. But at the same time, it's frustrating to watch nonetheless. And to see it happen... If you're like me, you follow all of these teams. To see it happen the same way is coincidental, first off, because there's no relationship between the three organizations. There's a relationship between the Orlando City and the Orlando Pride, obviously, but there's really no relationship between the Magic and those two teams. It's, it's just frust- it was just frustrating to watch because this is a city that deserves a winner. These are fans that deserve a winner that had them and yet they couldn't put the pieces together I know the Pride and and Orlando City have shown plenty of appreciation for the fans just like the Magic have for sticking with them and being patient and certainly in the NWSL and in MLS it is much easier to bounce back and recover in a way that you can't in the NBA the NBA is a much longer process to get to the top But this has indeed been a frustrating year on the field, on the pitch, on the court in Orlando. If it weren't for UCF and the attacking national champions, Orlando wouldn't have much to cheer cheer about or cheer for. And that's the real story here. Orlando is looking for something to cheer for. They are looking for for something to get excited about. And yet, they haven't been able to put all those pieces together. It's on these organizations to give this city the teams they deserve, of course. And it's on this, and this city, knowing this city like I, like I feel like I do, they will continue to support these teams in, in, in whatever way they can. And one day things will turn. As soccer season closes, the NWSL season over. Of course, Orlando MLS entering its really final quarter. If it, I think we're past the final quarter mark, as these seasons close, as a new calendar year or new, I guess, sports season begins with the Magic in October. It feels like this city deserves more, or at least not to be teased like they were teased this year. Sometimes you just have to laugh to keep from crying and, and, and I, I noticed that as I, as I looked at these teams and saw how similar these collapses were. But eventually things will turn the, turn the corner. They never stay bad forever. People figure things out, you, you luck into the right, right situations. And there's still obviously a lot of work to do for all three of these organizations. And a lot of change that's going to come for all three of these organizations. I I suspect the Orlando Pride will see significant change this summer. And of course, the Magic are still in the process too. But fear not, a new season is on the way. And fear not, we'll be here to cover it all uh, from the Magic perspective at least as we continue our player profiles next week. or Or tomorrow, not next week, tomorrow.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: As we close up shop here, I want to remind everyone that the Locked On Network is expanding with college shows. Coming this week, you can check out Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Quit the moaning. I know you Seminoles are looking forward to this. Locked On Gators, I'm told, is also on the way. Plus, we already have great podcasts, Locked On Ducks, Locked On Nittany Lions, Locked on Bears, I think that's Baylor. Locked on Crimson Tide. Locked on Wildcats for Kentucky, not Northwestern. I'm I'm not hosting locked on Northwestern Wildcats. I'm sorry, David. I can't do it. Locked on Razorbacks, locked on Volunteers, and locked on Cougars for Brigham Young. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Again, locked on Seminoles should be starting at some point this week. And locked on Gators is on the way. So definitely check those out. You can of course subscribe to the podcast here on Locked On Magic on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me, find us on Twitter at Locked Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked Magic. Find me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at uh, at the Mohammed bamba Nikola Vucevic decision that is certainly coming up, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, player profiles continue on Orlando until media day and until training camp begins we'll be talking about all those players coming up here on Locked On Magic so be sure to subscribe and download uh, to today just do it now go back and do it now but that's going to do it for me today I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic this has been Philip Rossman Reich I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic
1: You are Locked On Magic Your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.